Starting the show, time to walk through the smoke When I enter the ring, I jump over the ropes I feel like Mysterio, I ain't no joke Titles, I held them both, call me Chris Jericho Time to cash in my money in the bank Just like Seamus when he beat Roman Reigns We be in the cage, like Undertaker when he met Kane I don't play games, I'm a Triple H The crowd screaming, you rock like my name Dwayne The crowd screaming, you suck like your Kurt Angle In the ring, I'm the boss, just like Sasha Banks So you'll get whipped like the intro from Sable King of my stable, don't matter the label Smack down a raw, you get put through a table Pushed off a ladder or choke with a cable Throw me a chair, I'ma give Give him a facial It's the start of the show, time to walk through the smoke When I enter the ring, I jump over the ropes What's up ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the fastest growing wrestling podcast in the world This is the Daddy Fino Show And I am one of your hosts it's your boy, it's your boy, Daddy Fino Bay Bay, and my co-host, the one and only Sasha, the legit king. Uh, Sasha, how you doing? I said, Sasha, how you doing? Oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, I keep forgetting, Sasha the Legit King is out on vacation, she's enjoying her time away, living the life, I'm so jealous, I am so jealous, but it's okay, Sasha, I hope you're having a great vacation, wherever you are in the world, have a couple drinks for me, but as Vince McMahon says, the show must still go on. The show must go on. So, that's exactly what your boy Daddy Fino's gonna do. Your boy Daddy Fino's writing solo for this episode. This is episode 28 of the Daddy Fino Show. And boy, oh boy, we do. We have a hell of a show today because I got a lot to get into, ladies and gentlemen, on today's show. I mean, uh, what we got here? We got to talk about AEW Double or nothing. Got to review that. Got to review that. We also got to preview. Uh, let's see, we got NXT in your house this Saturday, and then of course Sunday night we have WWE Hell in a Cell, uh, to preview and get into and talk about, uh, but before I get into all of that, before we get into that, because like I said, that's, that's huge stuff we gotta talk about, before we do that, we gotta hit you with the quick shits, uh, because we got, we got some good quick shits for today, uh, you know, if, I don't know where you've been, over the last couple of days, but if you missed the promo last night by MJF, Maxwell, Jacob Freeman, ah, whoo, we, we, we got to start off with the hot fire, so let's go ahead with quick shit number one, and that is MJF's fire promo, his pipe bomb, his absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal promo, one of the best promos to be honest, that I've ever heard. I, I gotta admit. And I know I'm maybe a little biased because I am a huge MJF fan. He is one of the main reasons I watch AEW. Uh, you know, I, I love AEW overall, but MJF is the main reason. I, I said one of no, he's the main reason. I am a huge fan of MJF. He, as I have said on many episodes, is carrying MJF, I mean, carrying AEW on his back. He has been the most consistent. AEW wrestler uh, from just an overall standpoint. You know, I gave him 
of the Fino uh, for AEW uh, Wrestler of the Year because uh, he just he's just been that damn good. He, in my opinion, is the best in the world right now uh, as an overall character. When you go into matches, when you go into his promo work, uh, his gimmick, everything, it just doesn't matter. MJF is just that guy. And he went the hell off on a promo last night on AEW Dynamite. It was their first show in California. It was at the Kia Forum in Los Angeles, California. And uh, I, I gotta say, whoo, God damn. Did he fucking kill it? He went off. He went absolutely bananas. Uh, you know, he started off the promo talking about his match at Double or Nothing, which I will get into more details later in the night. But I, you know what? Before we even get into the promo, I, I think we need to go back. Let, let, let's go back a couple of days. Let's go back like uh, a week. Let's go back a week ago. Actually, when you really think about it, you really need to go back two weeks ago. And uh, it, it went a little something like this. So we all know the story about Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out on the WWE. They left Monday Night Raw uh, prior to, well, actually, I guess it was during the show they left or right leading up to the start of it. You know, Sasha, which I'm going to jump right into that, too. That will be the quick shit number two. Uh, I'll give more details in that and my opinions of that whole fiasco. But it started off with that walkout. And I, I feel like AEW wanted to not copy it because obviously you can't you can copy real shit, but this is they wanted to build off of that in a way, and it was a smart move. I, I gotta admit, as much as I'm not a fan of Tony Khan, I, I've always said this, and I said this every episode. I feel like that I talk about Tony Khan. I respect the man. I just don't like his ass. Um, they built off of that by having MJF. Whether this was legit or not, I think this was legit. Um, but MJF no showed a fan a fan appearance uh, during Double or Nothing weekend. It was the Saturday before he no showed it. Then he booked a, a flight to leave uh, Las Vegas, and he didn't board the plane. He didn't go, but he no showed it, and then he did show up at Double or Nothing. And I I think it it kind of. If it's it's kind of genius to build off of what Sasha and Naomi did. And like I said, I'll get into more details of that in the next quick shit. But it was just absolutely genius to do what they did. Uh, whether it was planned or not. Or maybe he actually legitly no-showed. And, you know, wanted to use that hype and turn it into a storyline for AEW. We all know that MJF has been having trouble with AEW. Specifically Tony Khan. Because he is very upset at the amount of pay that he actually gets compared to all the new people uh and current top people in AEW. he doesn't get paid nowhere near as much as them yet he contributes in my opinion way more than everybody in that company uh you know he is the face of that company in my opinion he is just the best like i said before i think he's the best in the world overall and one thing for sure he is a he is a pure genius and turning his actual feelings and turning his real life situation into a storyline for aew it's i mean come on at the end of the day wrestling fans love when things get real and this is the perfect way to go you know so he had his match at at double or nothing and then on wednesday on dynamite he he had a promo 
And he started talking about how, you know, this is not Maxwell Jacob Freeman talking. This is Max Freeman. So it's bringing that personal shit into this. Uh, And he's basically addressing the the whole situation that we all know about the whole room, all the rumors uh, of how, you know, he is the best in the world yet. At the end of the day, he is getting treated like shit. He works harder than everyone in the back. He's the best wrestler in the world he doesn't have to do the flips and the dives going back to what randy orton used to say about all these these indie wrestlers you know how all elite wrestling started off as all friends wrestling and then it was just mjf who had to work his ass off and and basically put the company on his back which is something that i totally agree with i i think i already said it. he's the best in the world uh but he kept going on and just, he, he even mentioned how, you know, he, he gets treated like shit. He gets paid like crap. You know, he, he talked about Tony. He attacked Tony so many, so many ways. He's, he talked about how Tony likes to to um, keep the money in his pocket unless you're a, a, WW, a ex-WWE guy. And he even said that, well, would you treat me better if I was an ex-WWE guy? You know, so teasing that, all the rumors of him potentially wanting to go to the WWE because of the money. Uh, he's going to whoever pays him the most, which everyone knows that the WWE is the company that will pay him the most. Tony has so many, so much talent on AEW. Great talent, don't get me wrong. But he is paying these guys all the money while MJF is still under that that contract that he had before that isn't making him nowhere near the level as everybody else. And it's it's money that he is truly well-deserved of getting. And he's just not getting it. And then at the end, he he basically uh, shitted on Tony even more. Calling him a fucking mark. They bleeped it out. And cut 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 it to a black screen. The Cut his mic. Cut, cut it to the black screen. And shut him up. It, it was just a, a fantastic promo. It was MJF's pipe bomb. Uh, you know, to use the famous word by cm punk it it was just a great a great overall promo it brought the realness to to the tv screen to the fans the fans went absolutely nuts at first they were booing him and he he was talking about you guys boo me and then now some of you are cheering me and then at the end of the night well i mean at the end of the promo everyone was cheering mjf because i don't know if this was a face turn for mjf or not but wow what a hell of a promo I, i I said this on John Canton's uh, Facebook page on his uh, discussion of Dynamite that he posts every week, where he, you know, where his fans get to talk about AEW Dynamite as the show is going on. I commented, I said that I like this better than CM Punk's uh, pipe bomb on that faithful Raw night. In fact, I liked it. A, I liked it a little bit better. Both are legendary promos. This was MJS. Um, I thought it was just a little bit better because I think at the time of the CM Punk thing, and I'm just speaking as me, maybe more experienced people at the time, maybe older fans at the time of CM Punk's promo in, I believe, 2011, they they were more knowledgeable about the backstage stuff than I was. Um, As I grew older and I learned more and more, I understood the promo even more. Um, But now that I'm 
obviously well known in the wrestling business now and well i'm gonna say well known but you know what i mean um now that i'm more familiar with the business and you know i'm starting to get a name myself i learn more you know through my contacts through my sources and just through everything overall you know i'm ba- i'm basically able now to truly understand the pain that's that mjf is bringing and i like i said i love the fact that aw tony khan mjf they came together in a way and are bringing this to a level where they both win in a way maybe mjf doesn't get the contract he wants and the money he wants from uh from uh tony khan but at the end of the day this will help elevate AEW in general more eyes will be on their product because of this promo and because of the MJF the future of MJF I I, I think this is going to bring a lot more eyes to the product I think they did close to a million uh this past dynamite I think it was like nine nine hundred and seventy thousand I think people tuned in uh I, I can see more eyes growing and more eyes you know opening to this promo and putting more eyes on the product that will definitely obviously help aew because i don't think mjf hates aew i don't think he hates tony khan i think he's highly upset with him and he he obviously has a a right to be being the best in the world as i think he is uh you know i i think this will help him and of course it's gonna put add more stock to to mjf when his contract is up and wwe will throw that money at him and if the wwe is able to to get an mjf on their roster i mean god that would be so amazing for him that would be so amazing for wwe and it would be you know it would be a loss for AEW, yes but at least they will gain all that popularity and the eyes on the product throughout this process until we get to that that faithful night when his contract is up at the end of 2023 i believe it is uh so we got a year you know a year and a half year a year close to two years away from when that possibly can happen uh you know he even mentioned fire me tony fire me i doubt that tony khan is stupid enough to fire him um but you just you just never know what could happen in the future uh legendary promo i i I think it was the you can argue it was the best promo in aew history in their short history there are what they just celebrate three years so three and some change i i think it's definitely up there it's top if if it's not the best it's in the top three for sure of promos so far and i and and wouldn't surprise me if mjf has the top three top five top ten promos in aew history uh he's just that damn good uh, he needs to get paid. He needs to get that recognition uh, that everyone else is. As much as I love Adam Cole, Bay Bay, as as much as I love Kenny Omega, um, the, the Young Bucks. You know, I'm not a huge fan of CM Punk. I used to be. I'm not a huge fan of him right now. But it, it doesn't matter. He needs to get on that level. MJF deserves to be on their level. In, in my opinion. The only reason CM Punk is on the level he is now, besides his name and the fan base, as far as AEW, is because of what MJF did uh, in that that uh, whole promo and that whole um, feud that he had with CM Punk. Uh, he helped put CM Punk on that level, that championship level, in my opinion. It helped boost his his uh, level. So, you know, it, it is what it is. At the end of, at end of the day. 
MJF needs to be recommended for being for the, for this gro- for this great promo. It was legendary in my opinion. It was that good. And maybe I'm overhyping it because I'm a huge MJF fan. But a lot of people seem to agree with that. You know that level. It, it was pipe bomb level. It, it was his pipe bomb. It was awesome. I can't wait to see what happens uh, from this and the continuation of this storyline. Next week is going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to be tuning in as usual uh, to AEW Dynamite because of that. So let's get on to quick shit number two. And that I I mentioned it before, but the, the quick shit number two is going to be the Sasha Banks and Naomi walkout of Monday Night Raw of the WWE. We all know all the shit that has happened uh, since then. Uh, let's just dive in right right into it right now. So going from the best in the world from the men's side, I have to jump into the best in the world on the women's side. And, and to me, the best woman in the world is Sasha Banks. Uh, it's it, To me, it's, it's not really close how great Sasha is compared to every other woman on the roster in the world. From a wrestling standpoint to promo standpoint to character standpoint. Sasha is just that bitch. Uh, to steal the line from Jay Cargo, I'm sorry, but Sasha it really is that legit boss. Uh, you know, it's not surprising at all that Sasha and Naomi uh, walked out on the WWE that m- fateful Monday night. You know, the, all the rumors and all the the stories out there is that they left through due, due to creative differences. Uh, with the future of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. And I I have to understand 100% their feelings. I think most people shitted on Sasha and Naomi before leaving. But I I think at the end of the day, you guys need to understand that they care about what they do. They care about what they do for a living. They care about what they're putting their bodies and lives on the line for. And they truly respect what the division should be. You know, it's a shame that the WWE is not fully understanding of that. They're they're not comprehending what they have in front of them. Uh, Boss Glow, you know, is a it has been a pretty good tag team and surprising tag team in my opinion. You know, even though it consists of Sasha and it consists of Naomi, two big names in the women's division. You know, obviously Naomi's not on the level with Sasha Banks. But she is her popularity. You can argue is on that level. You know, I, she's not the competitor as Sasha. Is. She's not the wrestler Sasha. Is. She's not the Naomi's not on the level of the of the four horse women. She's not on the level of Ronda, in my opinion, or like when it comes to wrestling. I should say I'm, I'm speaking strictly wrestling. You know, I, I think Re- uh, Ronda's a better wrestler. I think even you can argue Alexa's a better wrestler. Um, uh, Bianca's better, but overall popularity she's on that level you know everyone has loves naomi's glow you know uh that that is one thing i think going back what is it three four years maybe five i I don't remember when she started the glow phase but i remember when she won the women's title in her hometown uh, at wrestlemania i think i think it was when it was in miami or something I, i can't remember off the top of my head i'm sorry but you know, she's always been, just been a very popular character. They even use her in the Kofi spots at Royal Rumble, where she uses creative ways to get back into the ring. 
you know it, it, it's just uh I, at the end of the day this is jumping back into the tag team women's tag team championships you know they want to help enhance that title sasha and naomi have been doing a great job and they all they want is to enhance the, the titles they want to make the belts mean something you know you're looking on the men's side right now you got the undisputed tag team champions uh the usos who are part of the bloodline and for a while like the tag team division in the men's side has meant so much and you can argue the tag team division has carried the wwe for a good while now when you have rk bro you have the usos the street profits alpha academy um you know these four teams help build that that those tag team divisions and they made it mean something now the tag team division is on like the main event level you know the new day i forgot to add the new day in that uh you, you know so it's 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 understandable completely 100 100% understandable that sasha and naomi want to get those women's titles on the same level and help build that division you know they they walked out they wanted to work with the new the new formerly tag team the new tag team that was just formed of uh dewdrop and nikki ash which is something that is i mean they should be commended for that they really should why, why wouldn't you want to elevate titles that you have? Because it, it's like they say, the, the titles don't make the person. The person makes the titles. And these are two women who can help make those titles something special. And the fact that they weren't allowed to, they were going to be put into a, a six-pack challenge for the winner will face uh, Bianca Belair at Hell in a Cell. And it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. They were upset at that, and they decided to leave. And yeah, I think two things can be right. I think they can be wrong for leaving, but they can be right for their reasons for it. I think people bashing them for leaving, I think you're 100% right for them leaving. I don't think you should leave. Even if you disagree, it's just like work. If you disagree with something, you still got to work. You still got to make that money. So leaving, you know, I understand but their reasons for doing it, I also understand. And I 100% agree with them. I back Sasha Banks. I back Naomi. Uh, you know, I know right now they don't have any communication with the WWE. I don't know if both sides have been reaching out. I, I doubt one side. I doubt Naomi and Sasha will have been reaching out. But, you know, I, I, I one thing I will say this too. I don't agree with how WWE has handled it. I don't like that they've been bashing Sasha and Naomi on TV. I know it started with Corey Graves and then Michael Cole. Uh, I know they did the press release. I'm not a fan of that. But, you know, it's something that can be fixed. It's just, I just wish they did it better. I, I just wish both sides can come together, make things work, and let's get these two women back into the WWE. Uh, I think that both women's contracts are actually ending up, or ending pretty soon. Both contracts are probably going to get frozen until they return and then they have to work. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, this is not the end of both women in WWE. I want to see them back. They deserve to be back. Um, but I'll tell you this. If Sasha and Naomi were to leave, let's say they would go to AEW or go to uh, TNA or whatever. Or Impact, I'm sorry. Uh, that would be a big boost to whatever company gets them. Uh, especially Sasha. I already told you, Sasha the legit. Uh, I said Sasha the legit. I, I got Sasha 
on my mind. I got Sasha on my back. Wish she was here. Wish you were here, Sasha. I miss you. Um, but no, I, Sasha Banks. I already said she's the best in the world. You know, and it, no matter what company gets her, it's gonna be a huge boost. Huge boost with them, especially AEW. A division, their women's division, I think is honestly terrible. I mean. Yes, they have Jake Hargill, who has a future. They have Britt Baker, who I think is a great character, but I am not a fan of her wrestling, and I'll get into more details of that uh, when I talk about Double or Nothing. And then, um, you know, you got Thunder Rosa, who I think is a great wrestler, but is not a good character. Um, you know, so they would need that boost, that star power that Sasha is to put them on the next level. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens with that. That is going to be a, a tough a tough situation to really figure out and get through, but hopefully it gets uh, fixed pretty soon. So now let's get into quick shit number three. And I know I didn't get to talk about this on an episode because we didn't have an episode uh, while this was happening, but we now have reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions of the World, welcome to the Uso Penitentiary, because we the ones, baby, Sasha ain't here to stop me from saying it, we the ones, because the Usos are now your undisputed Tag Team Champions of the WWE, they defeated RK-Bro on SmackDown, and they now joined the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Universal Champion of the World, the head of the table, the tribal chief, the GOAT, Roman Reigns, uh, as undisputed champions. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a great day. It is a great time to be a wrestling fan because we have such greatness around us. We really do. Every time we get to tune into Monday Night Raw or WWE SmackDown, we get to see the bloodline reigning supreme like they have been carrying the WWE for over a year now. I mean, this is just truly special. The Usos are arguably the best tag team in the world. They have been arguably the best tag team in the world for many, many years. You know, I, I saw a thing where the Usos... You know, oh no, the New Day were like the fan favorites, but the Usos were overall better. And I have, I honestly cannot disagree with that. You know, the Usos have just been awesome ever since they they became the Uso Penitentiary uh, version. You know, you, it goes back to their feud with the, the New Day. They had that rap battle. They had all these feuds with all the tag teams in that time. You know, and just doing work. Just putting in that work. It is a well, well, um, well honored, well received, well deserved uh, opportunity for these gentlemen and the bloodline, you know, to honor that family. I, I just can't, I don't have the words, I don't have enough words I can say to uh, commend them so well because they've just been that great. You know, I think of all the dream matches I wish we can have. I wish there was a forbidden door in the, the WWE and AEW because I would love to see Usos versus the Young Bucks or the Usos versus even the Hardys, even though the Hardys are all banged up and stuff. Um, or the Usos versus FTR. Oh, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you know, 
The Usos have just been amazing. I wanted to make sure I honor them and uh, and give them their props because we the ones, baby. We the ones. <laughs> oh man. But now we are done with the quick shits. It is now time to review AEW Double or Nothing. Now I'm not gonna, you know, break down the entire thing, go match for match as I give my review of AEW Double or Nothing. I, I'm gonna kind of just hit the the main key points of the pay per view and just, you know, just give my opinion overall at the end of it. So. You know, when I think about this this pay-per-view, you know, I, I don't think it was as special as previous editions of Double or Nothing. I, in fact, this might have been overall the weakest one, in my opinion. Uh, but it was still a really good show. I, I did enjoy the show. Um, you know, I, I said I'll break down some points, key points. So, obviously, the, the show opened with Warlow and MJF, who actually did wrestle. Uh, he came out. You know, he, he lost to Warlow. Warlow pretty much squashed him. You know, I, I think the match was like maybe five, six minutes long. It really wasn't um, a long match at all. Totally destroyed him. I think he hit him with 10 power bombs, if I remember correctly. An absolute squash, like I said. Um, now, whether that was due to the, the situation that's at hand with uh, MJF, I'm not sure, but I think even with the storyline, you know, I, I wish they would have done a little bit more. Maybe even have MJF try to cheat to win. Uh, well, actually, he did, but they, he did try to cheat. I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. Maybe just more, add more to it. I don't know, but I, I get it. Hey, at the end of the day, Warlow got the win, the win that everyone wanted. Warlow's now a part of the the AEW roster officially storyline wise uh, as he is not um, working under MJF anymore and you know now we get to see Warlow on his own and move on to other things hopefully bigger things and you know th there's a lot we can get into with that but that that's for another episode I I, I do want to speak more of Warlow at another time uh, other things I just want uh, I want to talk about from the show. I, of course, Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker winning the, the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals. Each are now the, you know, they, they each got a belt. You got to see Martha come out and use a long speech. And it, it was a really good moment. I just wish overall, though, that, you know, it was great that they honored Owen with this tournament. But I just wish it meant more, to be honest. Uh, and it doesn't matter that it was in AEW, not WWE. It, it didn't matter. I just wish the result meant more. You, you know, you go back to uh, this past Wednesday night, Dynamite. I mean, come on. I was there really? I don't even know if they mentioned it. or They might have mentioned it, actually. I, I think they did mention it. Um, yeah, because Britt Baker wrestled. So, yeah. It just, but it still wasn't like nothing came from it. You know, they got this nice cool belt and whatever, and it was nice to see Adam Cole with it. And, and Britt Baker, I think, had hers too, but it, it didn't. It, it's not like it's a title that's going to be defended or anything. Like, it, it's cool to have, but I just wanted something more. Maybe the winner gets a title shot or something. I don't know. That's just me personally, but it was in the, I would say, for, uh, 
for what the tournament was, the match was, you know, Adam Cole, Samojo. I wish they got more time. Wish there was more into it, but hey, it is what it is. Dr. Britt Baker, I'll say it again. I love the character. Hate her as a, a wrestler. I really just despise watching her matches. Her matches are terrible. Uh, and then you combine Ruby Soho, who might be the biggest disappointment. Hey, she's the biggest disappointment, like, as far as, like, the AW, XWWE people that came over. Uh, you know, I'm not counting uh, Mr. Ten. Uh, <laughs> I'm not counting Ten. But if you if you talk about someone that, you know, they made a big deal out of, I believe she was the... The surprise pick in the in the double or nothing uh, Royal Rumble type thing that they do, um, the Casino Battle Royale or whatever it's called. You know, she was the last one. She was the Joker, and then she hasn't done anything since. Like honestly, it, she's probably the biggest um, disappointment from it. But I mean, I think it was expected. I said that before. You know. Yeah, she got the loud pop. It was great to, you know, see her and, and potentially do better things. But, and let's be honest, I mean, Ruby Soho is not at all entertained. She was the least uh, interesting person in the Riot Squad, in my opinion. I still take uh, Liv over her, you know, and definitely Sarah. So, I'm just, it's just, you know, I, I don't know. I just didn't get the hype over it, but it is what it is. Uh, it, it just wasn't an entertaining match at all. Um, in fact, they actually got more time than Adam Cole in, in Samoa Joe, which it's that's crazy to me. But uh, you know, whatever. Congratulations, though. I still like Britt Baker the character, um, and of course, I love Adam Cole. Bang bang. You know what I mean? So it you know it, it is what it is. Let's see what happens next um, in this whole thing. Uh, I also wanted to point out Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. Don't they have, you know, it was a, a lot quicker match than I thought it would be, but it was pretty good. I definitely did enjoy it. I am shocked that Darby lost, though. I don't understand this. And I, I need someone who who also watches AEW, like, is a, a lover of AEW, to explain to me how it makes sense that Darby Allen is supposed to be a pillar of the company. Yet, he does not win. You know, I saw on Facebook uh, not too long ago how, you know, a person mentioned, like, he doesn't have any really signature wins on pay-per-views. You know, I, I think he won. I, I think, if anything, the only one that he really has, I, I think, is a signature win. It was Cody Rhodes when he beat Cody Rhodes for the TNT title. But I don't remember if that was actually on a pay-per-view or if that was on a special dynamite episode or something like that um i'll have to go back and, and look it up but I, I just but if you really think about it he doesn't have a like signature win on a pay-per-view that's 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 blasphemous to me that is absolutely wrong uh in my opinion i, I just don't get how he does not have a win a signature win you know he's won pay-per-view match but nothing like oh man like that's a huge win for his career like he doesn't happen um, and not saying him defeating Kyle O'Reilly is going to give him that signature win, but he should have still won the match. I don't see why Kyle O'Reilly, who's like the fifth, sixth, or seventh option on his own faction, um, is getting a win over Darby Allen, a pillar of the company. I, I just don't get that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see what else I wanted to mention. Let's see. House of Black 
I know I'm going back towards the front of the card, um, but House of Black and Death Triangle, I thought, had the best match of the night. I do want to say that. That was a really good match. Really, really good match. I was really entertained, and now they also have... Uh, uh, what's that girl? The cheerleader chick. I forgot her name because she's really irrelevant. Uh, maybe now she will become relevant, but she is now officially a part of the House of Black. Uh, she helped House of Black win and defeat the Death Triangle. Uh, so, you know, I, we'll see. I, I wish they would have done it where the cheerleader chick actually turned on her team, the Varsity Blondes. I believe that's it, their names. Uh, you know, I, I think that would have been better. Maybe if they did it when they had that little thing a couple weeks ago. Uh, when she teased turning on them, but then she never did. Like, I wish she would actually turn on her own people. That would have made things a lot better instead of her randomly costing Death Triangle. But, you know, I, it is what it is. It's not my call. Um, let's see. What else? What else? Wait, Ilsa. Uh, let's see what else. What else? Oh, got to talk about the... The, what was it? The Jericho, the Jericho match. Jericho and the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, I forgot, what, what do they call this? Anarchy in an arena match. It, it was chaotic. I will give them that. I wasn't a huge fan of the match. I liked it. Though it was entertaining. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it was trash or anything like that. I did not like the music playing throughout like the first half of the match. I, I know that's a thing to... Uh, to uh, what was his name? To Jack. Uh, wow, mine just went blank on his name. To not Blackjack. Uh, you guys know who I'm talking about. The dude from ECW. Um, <laughs> uh, New Jack. Sorry, <laughs> I couldn't think of it. It's New Jack uh, from ECW back in the ECW days. I know they used to. He used to do that where they had his music playing. It was like like throwback tribute to him. I, I get it. I just wasn't a fan. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm just not a huge fan of the song, Wild Boy, you know, whatever. But, a wild thing. I said Wild Boy. Wild thing. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I, I wish they didn't do it. But I get it. Overall, though, they did some crazy shit in the match. I gotta give them credit for that. I am... The only thing I did not like, and maybe I'm nitpicking, I do not like that Brian Danson was the one that lost. I, I just didn't get that. Uh, if anything, it should have been, you know, one of the, it, it should have been either, um, uh, one of the Ortiz, San, Santana or Ortiz, um, should have took the fall. I, I don't believe Don, Brian Danison um, should have took, took that. Like, the, basically, he didn't submit, but he passed out or something. You know, this is the Blackpool Combat Club. You know, these are supposed to be tough guys. They're supposed to love violence. I don't like that one of them was the one that uh, basically lost it. Like, to me, that just didn't make sense to me personally. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and other than that, I thought the match was entertaining. So I, I definitely give him credit for that one. Uh, and then the last thing uh, I do want to go into detail with this CM Punk defeats Hangman Page in the main event uh, to become the new and new. Uh, AEW World Champion. Uh, I thought the match was okay. Uh, it, it wasn't obviously. It's not on the level of Hangman versus Brian Danielson or um, you know Hangman. Well, any of the Danielson matches, Hangman Cole. It wasn't on that level. Uh, you know, but CM Punk did defeat him. 
you know, CM Punk kind of messed up a couple of times in this match, too. He was botching all over the place. Um, but, hey, it, it, his, his age is getting to him. He, he's not as good as Hangman. He's, he's not the best in the world. Sorry, people. Can still do a promo with the best in the world. But, actually, overall, best in the world, no. CM Punk is not on that level. Um, he's not even top 10. Uh, he's not even top 20 overall. If you, if you really want to be honest, he's probably not even top 20 overall. Um, yeah, he may not even be top 10 in the comp in his own company, uh, let alone being you know top 20 in the world. Dude, I'm just saying. Uh, I could probably I could probably easily think of 20 right now. Uh, should I? No, I'm not gonna do that. But I, I know if I was to really sit down and say it, I can do it. Uh, but no, CM Punk win the ma- uh, won the match. Uh, and I have to say, I mean, I also, I picked him to win. I figured he would win this match. And he would become her, you know, he would become the new AW champion. I thought it was a smart thing to do. Although it's a shame that, you know, Hangman has to, you know, take that fall. And his run has to end. Uh, even though Hangman's run wasn't that special, in my opinion. He had some great matches during it, don't get me wrong. But overall, his run was not that memorable to me. Um, but this, you know, I understand from a standpoint, from a business standpoint, why you have to put CM Punk as a champion. You have to, uh, Tony made the right decision there. I get it. Uh, you know, you got to put someone that's, you know, he's not the face of the company, but he's definitely one of them. And he's one of the fan favorites. He's people are going to want to watch CM Punk as a champion. So it makes total sense that. You know, CM Punk uh, would become the AEW champion. And like I said, I thought it was a decent match. It wasn't an all-time great or anything like that. So if AEW is going to promote it like it, they're crazy. Um, it was just a good match. Major props to them. Um, but we do have breaking news, people. For those who haven't who haven't heard for some reason, um, you know, CM Punk has not relinquished the belt. We thought he was relinquishing it. But he's not. He is actually just um, stepping away. He needs surgery uh, for what is believed to be his foot. It's going to be foot surgery. Uh, he'll be out for some for a while. I'm not sure how long. Um, I'm hearing different things. It could be six to eight weeks. It could be a couple. It could be a little bit longer. It could be months. Who knows? But uh, he'll be stepping away, and they will be having an interim AEW World Champion. Uh, what they're going to do is what they call an Eliminator Series. Uh, so next week, Dynamite will open with a Royal Rumble. Well, I mean, with a Battle Royal, where the winner of that match will face the number one ranked John Moxley in the main event. Where the winner of that match will go on to Forbidden Door to fight uh, for the AEW Interim Champion. Now, who would that first person be fighting? Well, the heat that person that wins the battle royal and then what and either beats moxley or moxley went beats them and goes on to forbidden door will be fighting the winner of tanahashi and hiroku goto hiroki go yeah go go to uh i'm sorry I, I suck with the japanese names but i know it's tanahashi for sure and go goto or go go to or goto whatever you want to call them um, who are, they're going to be fighting at Dominion, at New Japan Dominion. 
the winner of that match will then go on to Forbidden Door to fight for the AEW Interim Championship. And I, I do have some things I want to say about this. One, I don't understand uh, why, you know, just give Tanahashi, the, if anything, just give Tanahashi the damn thing. Like, I, I think it's stupid that Tanahashi or Goto have a shot to become AEW champion, yet there's people on the roster of AEW who haven't gotten it, a.k.a. MJF. You know, it'll be interesting to see if MJF is in that match, uh, in that battle royal. I wonder who's actually going to be in it and then who's going to face Moxley. Uh, I think, personally, if MJF is not going to be in it, which I don't think he... He probably won't be because of storyline reasons. It would kind of make sense if he's not. Um, I think Brian Gainson should win the Royal... Uh, the I keep I want to say Royal Rumble so bad. <laughs> it's fucking great. But no, I, I, I think personally, yeah, I think that... Brian Danielson should win uh, the ba- the Battle Royal and then face Moxley and let's have Moxley Danielson too. Uh, you know, where then Mo- uh, I think Danielson should beat Moxley and then we'll get Danielson versus Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. I-, I think that's a dream match for a lot of people and I think that's one we want to see. Now, I know that Moxley and Tanahashi was teased several times in New Japan. And, you know, I would love to see that, too. Do not get me wrong. So, either matchup would be nice. But I, I just, me personally, I would just like to see um, Brian Danielson versus Tanahashi more, if I had to pick one. Um, as long as Danielson is fighting Okada or Tanahashi or Naito, or uh, I don't know if Naito's injured or not, because I haven't really heard too much from him uh, in New Japan. I, I'm not all the way up to date with New Japan storylines or who's there who's out but you know as long as we get to see something like that i would love to see it i, I would love to see that but uh danielson okada danielson tanahashi give me either one i'm happy uh so i, I think that's cool as far as the well no uh, yeah it, it doesn't matter just give me that i'm good and that's it uh so before we leave the topic of AEW double or nothing i do want to speak on uh, we all know that me and Sasha are doing, are running it back uh, for our predictions, our uh, Daddy Fino Show Straight Facts Predictions Championship that Sasha won in our first year. She is the reigning, defending, undisputed champion, and I need to get that title. So uh, right now, we this year, well, this year we are including AEW pay-per-views. Uh, along with the big four in the WWE, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, WrestleMania. Uh, so because of that, we did do our our picks. We did make our picks for uh, AEW Double or Nothing. I, I'm here. I'm trying to look up the picks that we made. Hold on. Give me a second, guys. I'm sorry. I should be more prepared. But I tell you guys, I am not a person that writes down you know notes and stuff before show i I go off the top uh so i should have had this ready though this part should have had ready but don't worry i got it i got it right here i was here to pull it up all right so looking at our picks between me and sasha the only difference that we had uh between our picks is that she chose samoa joe and i picked adam cole and then she chose team Taz to win the aw tag team championships i chose swerve and lee uh, we both got that wrong, 
but everyone else every other pick we both got correct uh so right now after aew double or nothing the standings are your boy daddy fino bay bay because of adam cole bay bay uh i am now in the lead the score is 10 to 9 so sorry sasha i am sorry but uh your boy's in the lead and it's only gonna get worse for you it's a slim lead but it's gonna keep growing trust me on that your boy is in the lead right now and i'm going to take back the title that was stolen from me i'm going to steal that title back i'm going to win it and show the world that it's your boy daddy fino is the best at making straight facts predictions and that is just a fact that is a straight fact so now let's move on from aew double or nothing because i'm tired of talking about it i'm tired of talking it's time to talk about my baby, the NXT 2.0. They have a pay-per-view this Saturday night. It is NXT in your house. And they have six matches on the card. I think this is going to be a, a pretty interesting uh a pretty interesting card. I I, I think it's a it's not going to be a, you know, obviously you can't put it against the other in your houses and stuff like that. But uh, I, I think that for what they have, you know, like I said, they have six matches. I think they all could be really good. Uh, do I see any like potential all time great matches? Maybe, you know, maybe Cameron Grimes and Carmelo Hayes for the North American Championship can be, you know, that I think that could get on a level where it could be like an all-time or something. But, you know, it just depends on what they give and what time they're giving and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and run through the matches. All right, let's go ahead with the one I just mentioned. Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes uh, for the NXT North American Championship. You know, I, I love Carmelo Hayes. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Cameron Grimes. Uh, Cameron Grimes to the moon. Like, I, I just, I love the whole, I love both of them. Uh, I can't wait to see both of them in the main roster. I'm shocked Grimes hasn't moved up already. But uh, Carmelo Hayes definitely has a bright future. You know, I don't know who... Uh, I don't know who I want to win this match more. But you know what? Carmelo Hayes, give him back the championship. I, I just... Uh, the championship should always go to a heel for the majority of the year. And then, you know, just let him have that run because he's that cocky heel, him and Trick Williams. So I, I like it. I just think that he should get the championship back and then he could feud with, uh, you know, he can, I don't even care, like, to be honest with you. He can feud with anyone. But I like Carmelo Hayes. Let's give him the strap. Uh, give him back the strap, the strap that he... He lost to Grimes. I believe they he lost then that triple threat. That's how he lost the title. But anyway, uh, let's go on to the next match. You got Pretty Deadly versus the Creed Brothers, who is turning into a very popular uh, tag team in NXT. Uh, let's see what the stipulation is. The Creed Brothers lose. They must leave Diamond Mine. Uh, I, I think Diamond Mine is over. We all know that they've already let go or fired like two of the members already or something like that. Uh, you know, so it's especially Stokely, who's now in AEW. So I, I, I think Pretty Deadly is going to win this title, uh, keep their titles. 
you know, I think it's too early to take it off of them with the Kree brothers. Uh, let the, the little feud and the little storyline with them leaving Diamond Mine happen. Let them spread their wings on their own. They already got a nice following. I love what I see from them. I think they definitely have a future in the tag team division. Um, but let Pretty Deadly continue to hold on to the straps for a little while longer. And then later down the road, we'll get the Kree brothers the titles. Uh, I just think it's a little bit too early, so I'm going Pretty Deadly. Uh, let's see the third match we have and this is obviously probably not in order because I doubt this is going to be the third match on the card But the singles match for the NXT Championship uh, With stipulation. Well, actually here are the people you got the champion Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy uh, if Braun is disqualified. He will lose the championship. This has been an interesting feud uh, You know Gacy I don't know if he's like a Like a cheap version of Bray Wyatt or something uh, but I, I've always been a fan of him. I always liked his promos. I think he has a lot of, he has a future in the WWE for sure. I, I like what they're doing with him. Um, it's a little Bray Wyatt-esque, but you know, it's okay. I, I think Bray Wyatt had a great career. Hopefully he comes back. There are rumors he's coming back. Uh, there's also rumors that uh, Cesaro's coming back, by the way. So we'll see what happens over the next uh, couple of days. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I, I, I do like uh, Braun Breaker, though, to, to continue to be the, the NXT champion. But it would be very interesting if Gacy was to win it. I, it would be interesting to see him as a champion uh, and see him on that run. Uh, all right, let's go on to the next match. We have my favorite team in the in, in not only in NXT, but probably they can argue they're on the same level uh, with the bloodline. It's just overall favorites. Um, but Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, my baby, uh, versus Jason, and, and JC Jane versus Katana Chance, formerly Casey Canizaro, and Caden Carter for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, as much as I love Toxic Attraction, I do like Katana and, and Carter. They've been a, a very good women's tag team for a long time now. Um, they just never gotten, I think they've gotten an opportunity before, but they've never been in the spotlight. And this might be their first takeover, if I remember. Well, not takeover, but pay-per-view, um, I guess you can say. Whatever, live, a premium live event. Um, you know what I mean. Uh, this is the first time on the big stage uh, for them. And I, I think that it may be time to give them the win. They've worked really hard on their craft. They've gotten so much better as a tag team. That as much as I love Toxic Attraction and Gigi Dolan, oh my God. Uh, I, I just think it's time. Let's give the tag team titles to these young ladies. They're this definitely in a time where the WWE is struggling with women tag teams even more than ever. Uh, after losing Sasha Banks, after losing Naomi, Boss Glow, you know, I, I feel like now is the time you need to build another tag team that could potentially be in that, you know, to fill that void. And I'm not saying, obviously, Caden Carter and Katana Chance are not on that level to fill that void. But you got to start somewhere. So let's just see where it goes. And then, you know, hey, like I said, you never know. All right. Uh, next match on the list, we got Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. I have to say that I thought the Wendy Chu character was dumb and stupid. It's grown on me, ladies and gentlemen. It really has. Uh, obviously, I love Mandy Rose. I love Toxic Attraction, as I mentioned before. But I, I, I think that Wendy Chu is entertaining. I, I, 
I don't know if it's time for her to win the title. But you know what? It wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at all if they did this. I'm gonna say Wendy Chu does win it though. I, you know, I already took the type the tag team titles off for Toxic Attraction. Let's take the women's title off of Mandy. Let's see another person get a run at the title, uh, and 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 carry and see where they can go. Even if it's a transitional champion, you know, I, I'm fine with that. But let's 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 see let's see who else can carry the women's division of NXT 2.0. Right, so I, I, I'm gonna go with Wendy Chu. And then the last match on the list, um, you have Tony Andrew Tony Angelo D'Angelo uh, with his boys Stacks and Two Dimes versus Legado de Fantasma, uh, where the losing team joins the other team's faction. Uh, so. Is a six-man tag team match. I I think Tony D'Angelo and the boys are gonna win this match. This is the first big match that his tag team is that D'Angelo's boys, Stacks and Two Dimes, have have had. I think they've wrestled one or twice already, but they haven't been on the main stage like this will be. And you know you gotta make sure they get wins to make sure this team is uh, elevated well. So with saying that, yes, I'm gonna go Tony D'Angelo. His team gets boosted by having Legado de Fantasma on their team. Uh, I, I just think that would be a pretty interesting, you know. And you already got the the, the mafia, uh, you know, the the mafia style gimmick that they have with Tony D'Angelo. It, it'd be nice to have some hit some hitman on that team. Uh, I, I like that. I, I really do. But overall, you know, looking at the card, like I said before, I don't see it being an all-time great card. But it does have some matches that are definitely interesting. Uh, going back to the Grimes and Hayes, I said that could potentially be, you know, one. That could be an all-time great match. It could be, you know, if given time. I'm not saying it is. But I'm just saying these are two really great wrestlers that can put on a show. Uh, so you just never know. Um, even even the tag team, the Pretty Deadly and Cree Brothers, you know, Cree Brothers have really impressed a lot of people, uh, especially me. And then Pretty Deadly for sure has impressed me too. I'm coming over for NXT UK and doing the thing over now in NXT 2.0. Uh, these are two tag teams that, you know, eventually will join the main roster, I would believe, and do really, really well. So i have nothing but respect for what they're doing in nxt 2.0 i know that sasha's not a big fan of nxt 2.0 and i don't get why but if you give it a chance it'll grow on you and you'll actually start to enjoy and like a lot of the people that they're trying to bring up they have a lot of great young kids up there uh, i can call them kids because i'm way older than them uh, i feel much older than them even though you know it, it's not too much but i just damn i sound old <laughs> anyway, uh, but it, it's just one of those things where I, NXT 2.0 will surprise a lot of people. It, it's actually more entertaining than you think. So give it a chance is all I say. Watch In Your House. It's going to be a really good show. I, I definitely think you're going to be entertained. Is it going to be, you know, AEW Double or Nothing or even Hell in a Cell? No, but it's still going to be a good show that I think everyone will enjoy. All right, so let's move on now to WWE Hell in a Cell. The pay-per-view that this is going to, well, premium live event, sorry, uh, that's taking place this Sunday, uh, I believe 8 o'clock. Hell in a Cell. This is 
also not a card that I think is anything special, but it definitely has some really good matches up there in my opinion. Uh, I, I, I think right now we have seven matches that are on the card. Uh, so, you know, on a three-hour show, more than likely, yeah, three and some change, just depending on how much time everyone gets. If everyone gets some good, good enough time, you can have a really good show with this. Uh, let's just break down the matches. So we have uh, Mad Cat Moss versus Harry Happy Corbin on a no-holds-barred match. You know, I think that's just a win for Mad Cat Moss. That's a way to give Mad Cat Moss a win, a first big win on a pay-per-view. Um, well, I guess second because he won the, the Andre uh, Memorial Battle Royal thing. But as a singles match, this would be his first big win on a pay-per-view against Happy Corbin. Corbin's always been that type of guy. You know, he's like that first heel you face uh, when you move up or when you get into that position. Uh, so I, I just like Matt Cat also get this win. Uh, and I mean, it should be decent. It should be a squash. I mean, it really should. It should just be Madcap destroying them all around the ring and all around the arena if they want to go that way. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, all right, let's go to the next one. We got Derry versus Mustafa Ali in the singles match for the WWE United States Championship. I like that. I like the fact that Ali is back. I think it's a great thing that Ali is back. I know that's Sasha's boy. She's always been a huge fan of Ali. I know she's happy that he's back. Uh, I still think it's too early for Theory to lose the championship. You know, I like the fact that Ali's chasing him. Let that chase continue. You know, they had the, so many uh, interference in their matches. They had the the referee, uh, special guest referees, and all this good stuff. Um, but let Theory continue to be the champion. Let's see how long he can go. Uh, you know, you never know what can happen over the next few months. But I think Theory definitely has a bright future, which is why he almost won the Fino for the next big thing award uh, that we gave out to Gunther. Uh, speaking of Gunther, Gunther will be fa facing um, my boy Ricochet for the Intercontinental title next Friday on SmackDown. So that should be interesting. I think that's a win for Gunther. Uh, the next big thing. Uh, the next match that we have is the six-person mixed tag team match. I haven't seen a six-person mixed tag team match in a while, uh, especially not on WWE, but just in general. Uh, but we're going to have the Judgment Day with Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley versus the team of Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. You know, I wonder if this is going to be the match where maybe either Finn or AJ turn on each other um and one of them joined the judgment day that would be very very interesting if that was to happen uh you know it'd be cool if it's finn i, I like finn in that role finn can play the heel he also has that dark side and it would be kind of cool that you have the demon on the side of edge you know who has those dark uh angel wings uh, in the background when they come out, I, I just think it's pretty cool. That's one of the best interests in the WWE. One of the best interests in the world right now um, is Edge's new song and just entrance in general. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I, I, this is gonna be a very entertaining match. You got, you got everyone in this match can put on a show. I, I really like them all. Even Liv Morgan, who's gotten better in the ring. 
she's the weakest of them all, but she still can put on a good match with them with this combination of Edge, Damian Priest. You got Finn and AJ. They're going to do some interesting things. It's going to be a really good match. Um, I'd say the Judgment Day wins, and it wouldn't surprise me if we do get a turn. Uh, I, and if, like I said, Finn Balor would be that person for me. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, next match we got, we got Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens in singles match. This has been a very, very surprising, entertaining, entertaining feud. But, I mean, at the end of the day, though, when you think about it, it's Kevin Owens in a feud. Kevin Owens makes everything better. <laughs> so it doesn't matter uh, who it is. He could be feuding with a chair. He could feud with a table. I don't care what it is. He's going to make that 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 whole situation interesting and really really damn good it's kevin owens it's the kevin owens show uh, i love kevin owens I, i'm i'm becoming a fan of ezekiel because of the whole you know elias is elias ezekiel it doesn't matter I, I love it i love the whole thing that they're doing i love the fact that they incorporate alpha academy into it and you know you got to see more of chad gable even though they're not in the tag team title uh, picture they're still on TV they found a way to put these guys on TV and to combine them with the genius that is Kevin Owens I, I just think it was very special we really added to this feud and added to the entertainment value of this feud uh, so this is gonna be a win for Ezekiel I think he definitely should get this win uh, and continue this let this continue run you know uh, to keep going I, I'm finding it very entertaining, so I, I like that this match is happening. Uh, and first, and it also gives Zeke, you know, his first big win on a pay-per-view uh, since he was or wasn't. I'm sorry, uh, Eli. So anyway, on to the next one. We got Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP in a two-on-one handicap match. You know, I, I think this is a match. This is a win for Omos, in my opinion. He needs a win. He lost to. Bobby at WrestleMania, then he lost the cage match on Raw. So they got to get Omos a win against Bobby to continue this going. Uh, well, even if it doesn't continue it, but they, he just needs a win. He's got to look strong at some point against Bobby Lashley. And even if with the help of Bobby, I mean, even with the help of MVP, I still think that this would be a nice little win for Omos. It will definitely help him a lot. He definitely has improved. I will give him that. Uh, but in order to get to that next level, he has to get a win against Bobby Lashley for sure. So I think this is the night that we do it. Uh, let's see what we got here. The next match is a triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus Becky Lynch. Uh, you know, we all know <laughs> the craziness surrounding this. Uh, you know, going back to the Sasha Banks and Naomi uh, walkout. But... You know, this is going to be a win for Bianca Belair. I, I like all three of these women. I think all three are great. Don't get me wrong. This should be a really good match. I, I think this could be a match that could definitely steal the show. Uh, it's going to be the second best match on the card because our, we'll get to the number one match soon. Uh, but, the yeah, this is just a really good. You got three women who know how to put on a show. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. We know what they did at Mania. They were our pick for the Fino Award for Best Match of the Year. Um, and now you're adding Asuka, who is an, a genius in the ring. It's a hard-hitting woman. It's a mission artist. All this good stuff. It's just going to add even more entertaining values to this match. I can't wait to see this match. This is going to be one of the best 
uh, women's matches we've probably seen in a while. Um, you know, as far as well, I'm sorry. Obviously, we had we had one at WrestleMania, but you know, just one of those few. Well, just say triple threat matches. It would definitely be one of the best triple threat matches we've seen in a while. Um, and the fact that it's just including three women, it's just even better. Uh, three of the top women in the world. So. Got nothing love, nothing but love for that. But Bianca Belair will retain her title. It's too early for her to lose her title, uh, you know. And, and this is a way to keep both Oscar and Becky Lynch keep this feud going. Maybe they can add more um, to it. Even Oscar, you know, now that Oscar's back, I, I just think that's great. I just wonder when we're gonna get Bailey back. I miss Bailey. Uh, I don't know if she's going to be on Raw or SmackDown because technically she is a free agent, but it should be almost time for her to come back soon. Uh, I can't wait for that to happen, by the way. Uh, especially with Sasha gone, you're going to need that, that that power, that star power on the show. And I, I think that Bailey would be great. I think Bailey versus Ronda would be something cool, whether she goes to SmackDown. I, I want to throw that out there. I know that Ronda Rousey... Um, which I, I think actually I'm, I'm missing it. Yeah, Ronda Rousey I think was supposed to wrestle on this. I thought Ronda Rousey's actually facing uh, uh, what's her name? Hmm. Uh, Natalia. I thought it was on this card. Uh, unless that's on next Friday. That might be next Friday. Uh, next on SmackDown that they're facing each other. But either way, it's still gonna be a really good uh, a card. And then let's get to the main event. The main event is i mean hell in a cell you got cody rhodes versus seth rollins seth freaking rollins excuse me uh in a hell in a cell match and if you saw their last promo this past monday where you know they had that little fight not little I, I'm, I'm sorry it was an insanely great promos from both guys and then they had a brawl they had a really great brawl very it was a really good brawl. I really liked this, that whole segment that they did. It was a great way to build uh, into this main event match, the Hell in a Cell match. Cody Rhodes, Seth freaking Rollins, Hell in a Cell. This is the trilogy. I, I can't wait to see this match. This is going to be an awesome match. I I don't. I, I it wouldn't surprise me if there's blood in this match. I like. I, I think they're going to go back to old school Hell in a Cell. Uh, you know, the way Hell in a Cell should be. I think the Hell in a Cell match has been downgraded over the last few years, if not for the last, uh, yeah, for the last, like, five, six years, the Hell in a Cell match has been, has lost its, like, mystique, and I think it's because they turned it into a pay-per-view. It's not, like, the blow-off of a, a feud, really, anymore. Uh, I know we got a really great one with Seth Rollins and Edge at, uh, Crown Jewel, but we need one right here. We need a, a top one right here. I think that's the best way to do it. Edge, I mean, Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins should tear the house down with this match. And it wouldn't surprise me if this is going to be uh, a contender for match of the year, for sure. I, I, this is, I mean, wow. I can't wait. I, I just, I can't freaking wait. I cannot freaking wait. I, and I, I think this is going to be a win for Cody Rhodes, too. Uh, to win, you know, that's three straight against Seth Rollins, and then they can both move on uh, to bigger things. Now, what would be next for them? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, with Cody, I guess you would have to go, um, you know, obviously you're going to inch closer to the title picture, but it's not, I don't think it's, it's uh, I think it's too early to put him, you know, 
straight at like Roman or something like that. So I don't know exactly what would be next. You know, maybe uh, a Cody and Edge type thing. I, I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, but I mean, I expect Cody. I mean, I expect uh, Edge's feud with AJ and Finn to continue past this pay-per-view. So I, I'm not sure exactly what would be next in the future of Cody Rhodes after the feud with Seth Rollins being over. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know exactly who you can go. He's technically on Raw. Um, I, I don't honestly just don't know what would be next for Cody. I don't. Maybe a Kevin Owens. I, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I could see, you know, the, the the promos that Cody and Kevin would have, especially if they allow Kevin to be Kevin. Uh, that would be very, very interesting. That would be very, very good. I'll be, be nice. I'll be happy to see that for sure. I'll definitely be happy to see that. Uh, and but at the end of the day, we still got to get to that point. We gotta wait till this match happens, and it's gonna happen this Sunday night in the main event. Cody Rhodes, Seth freaking Rollins, main eventing hell in a cell. Woo! Can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Uh, but just overall, uh, I, I like I said before, I think this is not obviously an all time classic pay per view lineup. But I still think it's going to have some matches that potentially can be uh, it's similar to the NXT ones. I, like I said, I, it's not an all-time lineup, but do they have some matches that could be match of the year all time? Yeah, they have something that could be. And I, I definitely think Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are on that level. I think the triple threat, like I said, with the women are on that level. So we'll see what happens, but it, it, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I hope you guys tune in uh, for that. But before I head out of here and end the episode, I do want to make the announcement that I did say on social media. Uh, I said that I had a special announcement to make Tony Khan style. And uh, let's go ahead and give you that announcement. And that announcement is that on the very next episode of the Daddy Fino Show, your boy Daddy Fino will have a special guest host. That's right. We're going back to, to the raw days where we had Bob Barker and we had Kevin Hart and Shaq come to the show and be the guest host. That is what we're going to be doing for the very next episode. I will have a guest host, a special guest host uh, that will join me while Sasha is on vacation. Uh... And it's going to be a fun time. Now, I will not tell you who it is going to be. I will make that announcement on that second announcement on social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll find out. Uh, so you got to stay tuned to those. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a special guest. It's going to be some fun. I'm going to bring it's going to add a different element to the to the show, to the episode. Um, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to do it. I can't wait. Um, I'm in talks with the person now to join me, uh, and do the special guest episode. So I, I, I just can't, it's going to be fun. It's going to be hella fun. Um, but I have fun reviewing. I'm in the lead. As I mentioned before, I am in the lead of the, the daddy Fino show straight facts prediction championship, uh, standings right now, 10 to nine. So Sasha, you gotta have to cap, you gotta have to catch up. You gotta step your game up. Um, but yeah. Other than that, 
This is your boy Daddy Fino. Remember, you can check out the Spotify. Uh, you can check out the Daddy Fino show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, and any really any podcasting uh, streaming site you'll be able to get. Other than that, man, I, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, episode twenty-eight with me riding solo. I, I, it's kind of weird for me. I ain't gonna lie. I, I know maybe not as um, I don't know. It just it, it's weird doing it solo. So that's why the idea of the special guest host came in came into play, and I just can't wait to have uh, that person on the show with me. Uh, next week we're dropping the episode next week so it's gonna be pretty clear and cool can't wait uh it, it's gonna be awesome so hope you guys enjoyed it i love you guys appreciate it and uh yo to a great weekend of wrestling <laughs> we out of here peace